get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. With former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line. It's been a minute since I've talked with this guy. He's a baseball writer and analyst for MLB.com and MLB Network. He is Mike Petriello. For my money, one of the best baseball analysts in the business. Mike, how you doing today, my friend? Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. I am doing great, guys. Happy to talk some baseball with you. Absolutely. Happy to have you on. So let's start with what was the news of the day here in St. Louis yesterday. Jordan Hicks deciding to opt out of the season, and we all understand the explanation as to why he's opting out. But let's advance that a little bit. Where does that put the Cardinals, in your opinion, in their closer situation now? How big of a problem do you expect that to be for them? Yeah, the Cardinals bullpen, you know, at least from a, a national perspective, you guys saw this firsthand, was sneaky good last year. You know, I really liked Giovanni Gallegos, and I know his status is uncertain, and John Brebby is out. As far as Hicks goes, I'm not sure how much you were going to get from him in the first place. Obviously, he's coming off the Tommy John surgery, so it hurts, but I don't know that he's going to be there like as the guy on day one. I mean, one thing the Cardinals do have is depth in the starting rotation. So you, one of those guys probably goes down to the bullpen. I still like the arms. Like I really like Ryan Helsley a lot. I like John Gant. I think you know, Andrew Miller can give you probably more than he has in St. Louis so far. Uh, but it's a little bit of a problem because I looked at the strengths of this team last year. The defense obviously was very good and the bullpen was good because the offense is not good enough to carry this team to the division title. So if the bullpen is weakened, um, I think that's going to be a serious problem for them this year. Mike, uh, we were talking about it earlier today. Uh, just, you know, obviously the Jordan Hicks, I think there were question marks surrounding that from the very beginning, but also that John Brebbia, uh, him going down as well. In your opinion, what is the bigger loss for the Cardinals? Is it knowing that Hicks has opted out or that he maybe couldn't go or that Brebby is injured and he certainly can't go? The answer to that, and I know this is kind of a cop-out, is, is both, really, because there's no such thing as having too many good bullpen arms. You know, you look at the best bullpens around baseball, right, the, the Rays and the Yankees, and what do they all have? They don't have just one good guy or two good guys. They've got five, six, seven guys that they can come rely upon to get big outs. And you combine those two, and then obviously Gallegos uh, is uncertain. Like, hopefully we see him this year, but it's, it's hard to say. I think people will look at it as though, okay, Hicks throws 105, and he's going to be your closer. That's the bigger loss. But I'm not sure that's true. The, the problem here is you've lost two and maybe three really important arms from what was a good bullpen. Mike, in your opinion, how important is it to have that guy that you count on as your closer every night? Because I know from the numbers perspective, sometimes people will tell you that it's not as important as we make it out to be. But then if you ask a manager, a lot of the times they tell you that they like having that guy at the back end of their bullpen that they can count on whenever they need to get to a safe situation. How significant do you feel like that is? It's important. I, I think, you know, the numbers will say what you said, but I do think that there is something something to what it can do to, you know, the psyche and emotions of a team where you play well for eight innings and you get down to the ninth and the guy blows it. It's It's a funny conversation to have with the, this roster because you do have Andrew Miller, who is probably the guy more than anybody else 
who, when he was with Cleveland, really popularized, hey, our best reliever can throw in the seventh inning or the sixth inning or whenever you need him to be. So it's it's important. It's just not as important as I think it once was, where it was no questions asked, my best reliever comes in for the save situation. That's not true anymore. But still, especially in a short season, you do not want to be blowing leads in the ninth inning. That's going to be a killer. We're talking with Mike Petriello. He's a baseball writer for MLB.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Petriello. Uh, Mike, I did want to ask you, if we're looking at the closer role, I mean, a guy that would make a ton of sense there is Carlos Martinez. His stuff certainly fits it. He's done it before. He's been effective in that role. But the Cardinals are also looking at him right now as a potential fifth starter. And it's a competition between him and KK Kim. If you were the Cardinals, and let's say that we operate under the assumption that he's healthy enough to be a starter, which role do you think he helps them more in, as a starter or as that closer at the back end of the pen? I think I would probably put him in the bullpen. And he's a really interesting guy because we've seen so many examples of starters who go down to the bullpen and their stuff ticks up. They had three ticks of velocity and the numbers jump. You know, Andrew Miller, exactly, perfect example. That hasn't really happened for Martinez. If you look at his splits as a starter and as a reliever, it's been about the same either way. Like, he's still that same guy. And I know that when he's been healthy in the past, he's been, you know, the near top of the rotation starter. I think if they still had the depth, all the guys we just talked about who are missing out of the bullpen, then I would probably like to see him in the rotation. But now I think the greater need is in the bullpen, uh, especially if we think that Kim can be an effective starter. And I would say we don't. We haven't seen him in the majors. It wouldn't even surprise me to see these roles change because what you're really going to have in this season, I know we talk about 60 games and we talk about starters. You have 540 innings to fill, right? 60 games times nine innings, a couple more in extras, whatever. How do you fill those 540 innings the most effectively? I think if you have Martinez in the bullpen, maybe he's not a three out guy, you know, especially with the DH, you don't have to worry about pinch hitting. Maybe he's out there getting five, six, seven outs a couple of days a week. Even if they're not at the start of the game, that might be the best usage for him. All right, Mike, going from a position right now, the pitching rotation that's lacking some depth right now, I want to talk about an area of the Cardinals that maybe they got a little bit of a surplus, and that's in the outfield. You know, we know that Dexter Fowler is back, uh, Harrison Bader. We've got Tyler O'Neill. We've got Lane Thomas. And we got this uh, this superstar kid that everybody's really anxious to see, Dylan Carlson, come up here. And we've heard a lot of really good things about Dylan Carlson, especially recently. You know, in your opinion, where how does this shake out for the Cardinals? And I'm not going to ask you to pinpoint every single game. <laughs> But as the season goes on, who are the three guys you think see the most action out there? Yeah, how it will shake out and how I might personally want it to shake out, I think, are two very different questions. You know, ideally, Bader's got center field locked down because we all know he's a, an absolutely elite defender. He doesn't even have to hit that much to be valuable. And then I, I would probably start with Dylan Carlson in left field on opening day. I don't think they'll do that. I think they will try to give Tyler O'Neill the chance he's really never had uh, to play full time. I mean, hopefully I'm just not sure he makes enough contact to make it work. And, you know, Lane Thomas is fine, but he's maybe more of a backup for me. Ideally, I would probably, you know, try to transition, uh, you know, Fowler into a backup situation and give O'Neill and Carlson the corners around Bader. I think that is probably uh, the best chance for success, but they've never really shown an inclination to do that. And then obviously there's a, an added question of does Tommy Edmond play the infield or not? You'd think maybe Carpenter gets more DH time, so I'm guessing he will. Um, but I would go with the three younger guys, and I just I really don't see them doing that. I think they're going to play Fowler a lot this year. Uh, what do you think are the odds of Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill becoming plus everyday players? Well, Bader, I think pretty much already is. I mean, his first year, he was you know not a great hitter, but he was a, a pretty decent hitter, and he's one of the top 
I don't know, four or five defensive center fielders, in my opinion. Like, he's fantastic out there. So he doesn't have to be a star hitter. If he's just a competent hitter, he's already an above-average player. I really love O'Neill. I love, you know, the power. I love it all. It's just there's, even in today's game, there's a minimum amount of contact you have to make. And I haven't seen proof that he's going to be able to do that. I still give him the run. You know, you got to give him the shot. Uh, but I'm I'm much higher on Bader being a, a valuable player just because the floor that his defense offers is so much higher. We're talking to Mike Petriello, who's a baseball writer and analyst for MLB.com and MLB Network, joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Mike, one of the guys that we've had a ton of conversation about this offseason, as you can probably imagine, is Matt Carpenter and what he's going to be for the team this year. First, we were talking about that as an everyday third baseman. Now, the questions of whether or not he could maybe transition into that DH role as it becomes universal in baseball. When you look into the numbers, what do you feel like we can realistically expect from Matt Carpenter for this season? Yeah, it's definitely different going into this year than it was uh, the year before. I feel like we might have talked about this once, but you know, the year before he got off to a slow start and all the underlying metrics said, no, things are good. You're going to be good. Uh, and he was obviously, you know, the, the salsa and everything and he crushed the ball. <laughs> Last year, it wasn't quite the same. You know, that he wasn't that productive, and the underlying metrics didn't really make it seem as though he was getting um, unlucky or unfortunate, and he's you know, not necessarily a younger guy anymore. I mean, if you look uh, at some of the numbers, is a, a below average in hard hit rate, like 16th percentile in hard hit rate. That means 85% of players uh, were better. You know, exit velocity about the same. There's not a lot of positivity out of the bat. The surprising thing to me was that even though it doesn't look very good, his defense was actually pretty decent. <laughs> He's going by the metrics. So maybe he can still help you out at third, but if we're just looking at the bat, I don't think he's the guy I'd want being my everyday DH. And I don't know that they will. I think most teams won't have an everyday DH. They'll cycle through, give guys a day off, especially, you know, the Cardinals can get some extra bats for those outfielders. We just talked about, um, he can still be a useful guy because he walks a lot. I really like that. Uh, but the power, it just seems to be gone. And it's, it's sort of hard for a guy who's what, 34, almost 35 to have kind of like another rebound at that point in his career. Mike, when we talk about the Cardinals and we look at last year and certainly going into this season, the offense has always got a question mark. Any discussion is, where is the offense going to come from? Matt Carpenter, certainly secondary on that one. I think Goldie has come under some scrutiny that, yeah, he didn't have a Goldie season last year. But looking forward at this year, who do you think has to step up offensively for the Cardinals to even bring them into the playoff picture? Doesn't it say something really great about Goldschmidt that he has 34 homers, 97 RBIs, above average everything, and we're like, wow, what a what a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> this is St. Louis. That's our job, okay? <laughs> uh, you're right. I was I was definitely disappointed in the Cardinals offseason back in the, the regular version of an offseason just because they didn't do much to add any offense. And I look at the guys in that roster, and I wonder where more is coming from. You know, Colton Wong, I think, has really done a good job of turning himself into an average or slightly plus offensive player, obviously with the phenomenal glove, but I don't think you can ask for any more from that. Yadi Molina is 37. You can't ask for any more from him. What I would like to see is a little more consistency out of Paul DeYoung. And I know, you know, 30 homers from a good defensive shortstop is great. And he was good last year. But when you look at his season, he was phenomenal for like the first four or five weeks. And then for the remaining four or five months, it was just sort of okay. You know, he's still a young guy. He's only 26, I think. If you can get more out of the, the first six weeks to young and less out of the remaining of the season to young, then he's got the potential to be an all-around superstar. And you hate to put too much on one guy, but 
if it's not him, I, I don't know. Like, you're not going to get more out of Fowler. You know, I think Edmund probably overplayed a little bit his skills last year. So it's either going to be DeYoung or you're going to have to really hope O'Neal makes a lot of contact. And that's that's sort of it. Two quick questions left for you, Mike. What's your favorite Cardinals nugget going into this season? Whether it be a question, a stat, something you find interesting about them, what's your favorite nugget of the Cardinals going into this year? I really want to know what the real Jack Flaherty is. I mean, he was unbelievable for the last couple months of last year. I think when I ranked the starters at the beginning of the winter, I had him as like seventh or eighth overall in baseball, I think. And he's higher than that if he's the guy we saw down the stretch. I think people uh, nationally sort of forget that for the first two months, he wasn't really that great, you know? So I'm really interested to know, is this guy the next, you know, Scherzer, Strasburg, Berlander type, or is he uh, merely an above average starter? I'm, I'm betting he'll be great, but I'd really like to see it. And last thing for you, and if you look at the NL Central, and I know all of this is a crapshoot, man. It's 60 games. This is such a small sample size. But as of today, who are you picking to come out of this division? The thing I have the most confidence in the NL Central is that the Pirates will be bad. (laughs) (laughs) And other than that, you could tell me it's a four-way tie for first at the end of the season, and I would believe it because these teams are so tightly tied. If I had to pick, I'd probably say the Reds just because I think their their schedule is easy and their starting pitching is so strong. Um, but you could say the Cubs, you could say the Cardinals. It's, I know it's uh, not exactly a hot take, but this is a really tough division. He's Mike Petriello. You can find his work. It is fantastic at MLB.com. Hopefully we'll be seeing him soon on MLB Network as well. You can always find him on Twitter at Mike underscore Petriello, P-E-T-R-I-E-L-L-O. Mike, we always appreciate the time, man. Looking forward to being able to actually talk some real baseball with you again soon. I can't wait, guys. Take care.